You're listening to The Uninformed Show with Matthew Garetti. If you have any suggestions for future topics, send them in at MattGaretti on Twitter.com. Thank you for stopping by, and have a wonderful day. Welcome to episode 30 of The Uninformed Show. Alright, so, this one's going to be rather interesting, because I said last time's going to be my last time talking about Game of Thrones, but, but, I had the glorious idea to go back from season one, and go throughout all the seasons, and talk about changes I would have done personally that I would have liked, and these are changes that are in the book, and these are my own personal things, like, I'm going to go back in season five, like, I, I didn't, I don't enjoy it as much like, I don't enjoy the show as much after season five because that's when they stop, like, adapting the books, like, so-called perfectly. And after season six, that's when they really just stop adapting the books. So, <clears throat> I want, I, I thought, you know, why not? I, I have a platform to talk about things, so I'm going to go back all the way from season one, season two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. And eight's got the most changes. It's just how it is. I didn't hate season eight as much as other people, but I didn't. I these are just things that I think maybe could have been cool to see. It's not like they they're better than what the show could have done, but it's things that could have been done. I think, but but weren't, and like it could have made people. There's something beeping. It could have made the story different, and maybe better in some people's eyes maybe worse who knows but we'll get to that later right now we're talking about season one so season one's a pretty damn near perfect adaptation so the only thing that i liked about the book more than i liked about uh hang on one second i need to add something uh okay Season one only has one thing, but uh, I just added something to season three and four. You'll understand later. So, <clears throat> the only thing I would want to like reintroduce is the battle with Tyrion. Because in book one, there's a battle between Roose Bolton and Tyrion. That's like the battle where Jaime gets captured, but we're with the 2,000 men of the Starks. Okay, so... The reason why I would introduce that is because even right there, you could see, like, Roose Bolton sort of trying to, like, already start to betray Rob Stark. Because one of his tactics is, like, once the vanguards hit, he fires arrows into his own people in order to, like, kill people. But they're not, they're not Bolton people, they're other houses from the north, so he's weakening other houses. So you could suggest that he's already starting to betray Rob Stark, but he's just, you know, like, I'm going to kill some of my own people, and that's it. It's battles, you know, people die, you know, I can just cover that up, it's fine. I think that, just like that battle on its own, you could see Tyrion's mind for battle, and see, like, where he's at, because you get that in uh, the Battle of the Blackwater, but we don't know his, like, general, like, how how does he do? Like, he reads a lot, so he trains his mind to know things, but that doesn't mean that he's necessarily a good leader. We get to see there, like, how he does in battle. And I don't necessarily remember. I know he's got his, uh, 
Vale Tribesman, but I don't remember how good he does. But all we get in the show is that we get Bronn to say, yeah, we won, we would be dead if we didn't win. So we won. Suck it up and let's move on and go to King's Landing. That's the only thing I would have changed because I think just like a battle would have been good. And they couldn't put it in for budgetary reasons because they were only given like, I don't know, was it like 15 million for the entire season? Whereas like the entire season of like, like the entire, like every episode of season eight had like $10 million, like big difference, big, big fucking difference. Moving on to season two. So I thought the thing in A Clash of Kings that I liked a lot more is that Varys knew Tyrion's moves before he was going to like make him basically because he has spies everywhere. He has spies in the walls and everything. And I think Tyrion being used by Varys more would have been a lot better. Like he makes Tyrion make somebody that he trusts a Kingsguard, like a, the Lord Commander after, uh, what's his name? Varys and Selmy's kicked out. And now I just figured out something else I'll put for season five. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people don't know what that is already. Um, and that means I can change more later. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I would just have Varys use Tyrion more. Because he, I think he, he, like, when Tyrion says, I'm going to have, uh, like Theon Greyjoy marry Marcella. It's like Tyr like Varys is just like, yeah, uh, sure. So you're not gonna have uh Tristane or whatever his name is? Tristane Martell? Mm-hmm. Alright, cool. I'll be sure to keep that a secret. So like he knows already what Tyrion's plan is and he can see that he's telling everybody different things. <clears throat> and I would the next thing I would do is I would have Shay be a Varys spy because in the book it's kind of like it's kind of clear that she that she's a spy for Varys because he's able to like she's able to pick him out where other people aren't. Like he's wearing his disguise and she's like, Oh, hey Lord Varys and he's like, Oh shit, this bitch knows who I am. But it's like she probably does because she's a spy for him and she would know what he looks like. So I would have scenes like that in like she is a, a Varys spy and we could see that. Something like that. The next thing, season two <clears throat> is uh, during the Battle of the Blackwater when the wildfire goes up, Tyrion, like, enacts, like, a plan where he raises a chain so the ships can't leave and they're all and no ships can come in. So Salador Sands people are trapped from joining the battle with their giant ships, so that blocks them from going in. And I think that would be a very good thing to implement. I didn't think that that really made a big difference. It didn't do anything. It just said, like, okay, why isn't... Uh, did Salador Sands ships die in the explosion? I don't think we find out. I think uh, it just would have been something to add in. Uh, and I would actually give Davos more sons because in the book he has four or five, I think. One of them is Stannis' squire. Three of them die in the battle and he has a younger one with his wife. I think just giving him more sons and it wouldn't really do anything but he he would have sons he would in the show i think it's cool like he has to grieve over his sons and that's why he kills melisandre he tries to kill melisandre he doesn't kill melisandre but i think uh giving him more sons is like hey here's more sons da, 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 da. i just think it it doesn't 
do anything. It just gives him more of a reason to live, I guess. Moving on to Season 3, I would introduce Fargo Hote and the Bloody Mummers, because they are an interesting gang, first of all, and in the book, Vargo Hote is the one that kills, or takes Jamie's hand. And, uh, I think having Vargo talks like this with a lisp and says, Jamie Lannister, something like that, I, it's really fucking weird in the book. It's hard to read that dude's fucking, like, things in the book. But I would introduce him because it it's better, I think, to give, like, a like, like, uh, first the Bloody Mummers are in Tywin's side, and then they betray Tywin, <clears throat> and join the, join the Boltons, and then the Boltons betray Rob, and join Tywin, and I think it's just a really cool dynamic to see, <clears throat> like, that kind of thing, uh, I think Fargo would have been interesting, like, in his, like, gangs, like, uh, we have, like, uh, we have Dornish, we have Northerners, we have people from Essos, we have Dothraki. They have every, like, person in the world, basically, fighting for them. I think that would have been a good thing to introduce, even though they basically get killed off by the Boltons and uh, Arya's wolves, basically, or Nymeria's wolves. Uh, I think that would have been something cool to introduce. Uh, the next thing... Jamie Lannister sends his regards. The that's like one of the big lines that like we knew we weren't gonna get Lady Stoneheart solely because of that line because that's what breathes life basically into Stoneheart's revenge. And for those that don't know, spoiler alert for book number three, I believe book four, book three. Uh, Lady Stoneheart is a resurrected Lady Catelyn, basically. I mean, as as much as you can get, Lady Catelyn, she's she can't really speak, and what she does, it sounds like this or something, and it sounds horrible. But uh, I think introducing her would have been fun. I don't know where they're. I don't know where George is going with her. I I have no idea. He's introduced so many characters. I don't know where they're going. He's got Stoneheart, Sorella Sand, and all this other shit to do, and Doran and. I don't know what the fuck he's doing in two books, but he's going to fucking try, I guess. But uh, Jamie Lannister censors regards is more shocking, I think. Because uh, at the Red Wedding, um, it's more of an impact. Um, and that actually just gave me another thing. Uh, it's more of an impact to Catelyn. She's like, Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer, betrayed me again. Oh, no. Jamie Lannister sends his regards and Rob dies. And then Catelyn kills one of uh, Walder Frey's sons in the book instead of one of his wives. I think it would have... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't change that. Like I wouldn't change like the wife getting killed because that's... He, he's even more of an evil man because he says, oh, I'll just find another one, and then and shrugs it off, and then Catelyn kills her. I think that's perfect... The only other thing at the Red Wedding I would change is that the Northern Lords fight back. So, like, like the Freys all know. The Freys and the Boltons know that the Northern men can still fight their way out of this. So they have somebody, like, going shot for shot, basically, with uh, Lord Umber, the great John Umber. They have somebody 
making sure that he's too drunk to fight. They had the Northern Lords like push tables over Rob to protect him from the arrow fire. Like they actually make an effort into protecting him and fighting back, and they they do considerably well, I think. Like in the book, it's not perfectly clear, and Grey Worm and not Grey Worm, Grey Wind isn't like just killed out. Like it's not specifically clear that Grey Wind dies. I think I think he could be alive potentially and Rob could be living a life inside of him because all the Starks are wargs in the book and uh, it would just add something like the Northern Lords aren't just slaughtered they fight back they try to do something they still lose obviously but there's an effort to fight back even like Lord Umber's like fighting back even though he's drunk as fuck he can still fight back and take on as many soldiers I think that would have made the northern lords even more of a threat and like yeah this is why they betrayed him because there's no way they would have defeated these guys so they had to do something drastic like kill them all at a wedding I think that would have been good to introduce uh what else did I say uh season three uh Obviously, when Jamie gets back to uh, King's Landing, do not rape Cersei. I think there was no clear point in introducing that. Um, I don't know what else to say. Like, <laughs> there's just not like the in the book. It's consensual. Like she says, should we do it here? Shouldn't we wait? And then Jamie's like, no, let's do it here. And they they both have consensual sex under the corpse of their son, basically, and it's still fucked up, it's really weird, but at least it's not rape, so you know, something like that uh, the other thing recast Ilan Payne um, I would recast Ilan Payne, the reason why Ilan Payne wasn't in the show anymore was because the actor had cancer and he was basically at like stage 4 he was going to die like any day basically and I guess out of respect they didn't recast because you know, it's kind of fucking just terrible to do that. Like, maybe they were waiting, like, okay, when he dies, we can recast him or something like that. Just to honor the character, just to keep the character alive. But they, but he didn't die, and he just never returned. So, congratulations for the actor for being alright, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, I would have liked to see more of a face around Cersei. Like, when, <coughs> like... I would have liked to see Ilan Payne. Like, Ilan Payne's still on the list, and as far as we know, Ilan Payne's alive. We don't know what happened to him. Maybe he died in the torture of King's Landing, but who knows. Um, John does not go north to kill the betrayers. And in this plotline, John doesn't get ghost back yet. So I would not send John north because I don't see a reason why he would go north. Like, the reason is because uh, if Mance catches them, then they'll give information from them. But Mance already knows because like, he sent people over the wall to see how many people are at Castle Black. He knows that there's not a thousand. So he knows that John's lying already, even if he won't say it. So sending people north to die... I mean, I think that was only because like they wanted the lock singing... So, like, I didn't see a real point in sending people, and especially since Locke's not in the story that I'm making right now, there's not a point 
to send people to the betrayers to kill them. Moving on to... Ah, this is the one last thing that I would change. So, there's a huge plot in the book called the Taisha plotline. And uh, that's what I'm calling it. And it's when uh, Jamie's helping Tyrion escape. He says, one moment, I need to get this off my chest. And that wife that you were, that he was talking about in season one, she wasn't a whore. She was just a lower, like, lord's daughter, basically. And to save embarrassment, Tywin told Tyrion that she was a whore and that had his men, all of his men, rape her and then forced Tyrion to rape her. To just show that, hey, she's a whore, she's fucking all these people. Here you go, Tyrion, you can't, you can't have her. And Jaime tells Tyrion that and Tyrion vows to kill Jaime. And I think this is the point where Tyrion's like, I need to kill my father before I leave. Because he, potentially he wasn't going to, but then he did. So it's, it could be said that this is the point where he pushed him over the line. And now there's this huge thing between uh, Tyrion and Jaime because Tyrion vows to Jaime the next time they meet, we're fighting to the death. I'm going to fucking kill you, brother. Fuck you. You were the only friend I had, and now I have nobody. So that pushes Tyrion into villainy, basically, because in the following books, he does pretty terrible things. Even, like, for Game of Thrones, like, he forces a woman to have sex with him, basically. He he, he rapes people. That That's pretty much what Tyrion does after book three. Like, he becomes a bad person, hopefully he gets some redemption later on. Who knows? Moving on to season five, and this is where the changes start to get more and more and more and more and more and more, basically. So season five, I would go, I would have Jamie go south with a Kingsguard and Bronn. So, so there's no reason why a Kingsguard's not coming with Jamie. Um, I think even like he, there's no reason why he's going there in secret either. Like I, I understand like oh we were threatened, we're sending Jamie down. Like there's no reason not to say Jamie wants to see her niece or something like that. Jamie wants to see that she's okay. There's no reason not to. Sure they can get the Sand Snake threat. That's fine. Just send her like there's they're not gonna kill actually no they can't they can't get the sand snake threat in my plot line so the sand snake threat doesn't happen never mind then um sorry <laughs> no sand snake threat so uh next we introduce Ariane Martel who is Dorne's daughter who in the books tries to crown Marcella uh queen of the seven kingdoms with the sand snakes and a bunch of other people that she knows because in Dorne, there's, like, equal rights thing. And, uh, like, a, a princess can outrank a prince, basically. So there's no line of succession that says males are the dominance. You have to be male to, to like, carry on the succession. It can be a princess. So uh, Ariane says, okay, then why don't we queen Marcella, queen of the Seven Kingdoms? Because she's the rightful heir of uh, Cersei and Robert, or Cersei and Jamie, technically. And, uh, yeah, let's do that instead. And so then there's a whole plot line where there's a Kingsguard with her. He agrees to protect Marcella because Aryan's using him. So 
I know it's it would just be interesting to do. So then Ariane gets the Kingsguard captured, or like the his name's Sarah Eris Ocard, I believe. And so then Jamie meets with Doran under official business instead of sneaking around to bring back his daughter or just to make sure she's alright at this point. And then Doran's like, Yeah, she was kidnapped and I'm looking for her so then then they hit then like Ario and Jamie go looking for her, they find her, they kill all the people except the Sand Snakes because they're Oberon's daughters, he doesn't want to start any big incident, and then locks them away basically. And then Doran can do whatever he wants with Ariane. And then uh, the next thing I would do when Doran signals Ovara, I believe that's uh, Oberon's paramour. I don't remember for sure. I think it's Obara. Obara Sand to say goodbye, make it his command to kill Marcella. I thought that's what happened at the end of season five. I was like, oh shit, Doran Martell played them for fools. He just fucking killed Marcella. That's fucking amazing. Season five's fucking great. And it's terrible when the Sand Snakes killed Doran and Hobita and Tristane afterwards. I think that's kind of bad. I, I, I didn't like that. I was like, fuck, that's an entire plotline wasted for nothing. <clears throat> and in killing Marcella, I would not I would not send Tristane to uh, King's Landing yet. I would definitely wait because there's going to be some revenge in need, basically. Uh, the only other thing in Season 5 I would do is don't kill my, one of my favorite characters. Don't kill Barristan Selmy. He's one of the most legendary knights, and he goes out by a pack of fucking rich people in masks. I think that's kind of dumb. There's way better places to get rid of him, and this is just the one of the worst ways, I think, that he could have went out. You could still kill Mance, I think, that's fine. You could have technically uh, the Mance <clears throat> rattle shirt switch because uh, under Melisandre, he, uh, she disguises rattle shirt, one of the Lord of Bones, into uh, is it rattle shirt? I might just be the Lord of Bones, that guy. Okay, the guy with the fucking bone mask. So you could have him and Mance switch because the Night's Watch don't know what Mance looks like and the people in Stannis' army don't know what, really know what Mance looks like so they switch him and they kill the Lord of Bones and Mance is still alive I think that would have been much more of an interesting thing but I can understand I don't know what Man, what they're like George is planning to do with Mance so they can just kill Mance in my opinion I don't know what he's going to do I know he's in Winterfell in the books, and he's singing the Northerman's wife, which is, or the Nor Northern Lord's daughter, or something like that. Which is, uh, uh, the the song's basically I'm gonna kidnap the Dornishman's daughter, but he changes it to the Northerman's daughter, and uh, Roos actually likes it and thinks it's funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with that. To be continued, I suppose. Moving on to season six. Okay. So obviously, Sand Snakes don't kill Doran and Hota or Tristane. There's no point in adding it. Have Doran make the order, and it's like revenge for Oberyn. Like, at least you get that kind of thing. So you get something, okay? 
it's worth keeping him alive more than it is killing him. It was shocking, like, oh my god, they killed Doran. But it was dumb shocking. And we all know it was dumb. You know that you wanted something big to happen with Doran Martell. He seemed like a smart guy, okay? And nobody liked the Sand Snakes. Nobody in the show liked the Sand Snakes. I didn't meet a single person who was like, oh, yeah, I love the Sand Snakes. They're my favorite characters. They're the fucking best. I never met a single person that was like, yes, Sand Snakes, 100%. Give me more Sand Snakes. No, that's why they killed them off in this and season seven. I think it was this season and season seven. They may have just killed them in season six. I don't remember because who fucking cares about them? Moving on to Arya's training with the house in black and white. So, I would have made Arya's training more, like, something. I think in season five, she's watching washing bodies. She's introduced to, like, how to kill people with that strange poison pool thing. I think uh, giving her more training as a blind person would have been all right. She, like, figures out things. They could have done a cool blind scene or something like that. Like, she's hearing things, so that's why she's able to do something maybe she she has work powers in, in this part of the book maybe we have a work scene with her we're like oh shit Arya's like brand that's fucking cool i would have had something like that and then instead of Arya versus the waif i would have had Arya versus jacken because i think that hits more on Arya. like this is someone who i guess she trusted who I guess she's he's a friend of hers, I don't know. And to break away from the House of Black and White, I think taking out one of their best assassins would have really like done something more. It would it still would have been bullshit, like but it would would have been less bullshit than what happened with the Waif, I think. Because the Waif's gotten just as much training as Arya, if not more, and she's taken out by her in the dark. That's just unfortunate, in my opinion. And in having this, I would not have the ridiculous scene with Arya gets stabbed, jumps in water, walks a long time, and waits for Lady Crane to finish performing and does not die. I would either double down in killing her or just don't have it. There's no point. I didn't like it. I was like, oh shit, they're going to kill Arya. And then the next scene, next like episode, I'm like, Arya should definitely be dead. She was stabbed as many times as Rob's wife. She jumped in water that was definitely infested with a ton of shit. Dead bodies are thrown in there. People shit in there all the time. Like, that water's fucked up, and she swam in it and was fine. Then she didn't bleed out. Then she wasn't killed by the infection. Then her organs just magically healed. It, there's so much shit there that doesn't make sense that Arya survived and is better in, like, a week that didn't make sense. Rob's wife was dead in less than a minute. Explain that, and then explain Arya's magic abilities. Doesn't make sense to me. It shouldn't make sense to you. That's I would I would completely get rid of that or kill Arya. One of those two things. That's the only thing I would do. Next, do not kill Woon Woon. Woon Woon is the last of the giants at all, except for the army of the dead, basically. But the army of the dead can't reproduce. So there's no more giants after him. They go extinct in that scene. While it's cool to like, hey, Ramsey's a giant slayer. It's kind of wasted on him because there's there's no point to him. 
So I would at least keep him in season six. I w- I wouldn't have him die. Like he can break down the like, he can break down the uh, what's it called, the uh, gate of Winterfell, and he can crash through, and he can have a fuck ton of arrows in him, but don't kill him. I would keep him alive. Maybe hey, he's alive. There's a chance for the giants to re- come back somehow. Who knows? Maybe there's other giants out there. We don't know. Hey. And the final thing of season six, do not make Euron just a pirate king. There's That's a complete waste because in the book, he's like a blood magic priest uh, fucking sociopath, basically, with like power to like bend people to his will, basically, because he comes to the king's moot and was like, yeah, I got this horn. I'm going to have one of my guys blow it. He's going to turn to ash, basically, because when you blow the horn, you basically die. And the insides of your stomach and your entire body basically turn to ash. But he's going to blow it because I said so. And that's what that's that's what kind of respect I commend. And you people are going to bow to me, and I'm going to be your king. That would have been more interesting than, I'm going to fuck the queen with my cock. I'm a pirate, mate. Oh, that would have been so much better than what we got. To me. Four stamp, four strength, leather belt. Ah, uh, oh. Uh, uh. Would have been much more interesting than just the pirate king. That's all. Moving on. Season seven. So this is where things really start to change. <laughs> because season seven, I was like, there's a lot of dumb things. Number one, Littlefinger goes with John to Daenerys, so we can have a Littlefinger and Varys scene. <clears throat> because with Littlefinger with John, he can try to manipulate people there, can manipulate Daenerys, all that shit. And he doesn't die a useless death in Winterfell. He gets to play the game still. And maybe he dies when he comes back, maybe Daenerys sees who he is and is like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Maybe Bran works into a dragon and kills him. Something like that. I don't have anything written here. He survives all throughout my show, basically. I wouldn't have him die something like this. I don't know how to write him dying if he does die, but I'm not gonna have him go out like this. It seems kinda dumb that he's outsmarted by his plan and it doesn't even make sense because having the Stark girls try to kill each other and it's like fake out haha we weren't trying to kill each other is just dumb to me to me that entire plot is just poorly executed basically so I would have Littlefinger go with John. so then Littlefinger meets with Varys and then we can have a Varys versus Littlefinger speech again and be like yes chaos I've gotten everywhere with chaos. Something like that. Like, like It would have been more interesting, I think. Uh, next thing. Spot the army of the dead from the wall so we know at least that they're close. Because going north takes a long-ass time. It takes literally like weeks to get anywhere. Especially in winter. Okay? Like, snow's like 15 feet high. And it's it's fucking insane. So having the army of the dead at least close makes the Gendry scene when he like runs back to the wall. It makes more sense that it would take a few hours at least running. Like it makes more sense like that than they're north of the wall by like 
25, 50 miles, and he ran back to the wall in about an hour flat. And it's like, he did that all in one day. And it, it's fine. And have Daenerys already be at the wall, so then she flies her dragons and can rescue them faster. Can kill the one of the dragons still, I don't mind. Gotta bring it on the wall somehow, and I don't think they're just gonna go through it, like, through the Black Gate or something like that. I don't think that's gonna happen. Maybe they could've. Maybe you could keep all the dragons alive, and that's fine. But I, I have no problem with one of the dragons dying here and still being Viserys. So, Viserion. It's Viserys because she named it after him, basically. So, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's what I would do with that. I would explain Bran's powers because he's supposedly all-knowing. So, he knows everything that's going to happen, everything that is happening. He knows everything that has happened. So, explain it somehow because I didn't understand it in the show at all. And maybe I'll not understand it in the book. I have no idea. Because we're still in <clears throat> the tree at this point. We're still... And Jojen's probably dead. I don't know. Uh, just explain it. Give me something. Because I, I don't understand it and we weren't given anything. Uh, next thing. Danny destroys Hornhill due to Tarly Defiance. So if we're going to do a Mad Queen route, this is where she should have like introduced it. And even still, it wouldn't technically be Mad Queen because she gives them a choice, like <clears throat> bend the knee or I'm burning Hornhill. And then they call they just say like, you would never kill innocents. And then she's like, you think I won't? And then she goes to kill him. So I think that would have been a bigger impact. And that would have been a bigger impact on Sam because like, Sam gets told, yeah, she killed my father and my brother, and that's bad, but his father, he, I guess he, he loved as much as he could, but he threatened to kill him, so deep down we know he didn't really want to, like, ever see him again. Um, but his mothers and his sisters he loves, and if they die in this fire, he could, like, swear to kill Daenerys or something like that, and it, it would be great, like, something like that would have like been more like a bigger moment I think than uh I killed your father and your brother your father was a dick and he he wanted he threatened to kill you and you may have loved him but now he can't kill you so you know you could abandon the night's watch now that's just uh something I would do I would have her destroy horn hill if they want to do a mad queen route this is what they would do but my route technically isn't Mad Queen, so they could have still killed the Tarly men, and that would have been fine as well. But I think destroying Horn Hill would have influenced the Mad Queen even more. Okay, uh, next, Danny and John do not hook up. I didn't necessarily see a reason why. It's like they're a queen, they're a king, and they're both fucking hot. Have them bang, make all the guys and the girls jealous. Because, hey, sh Amelia Clark gets to bang Kid Harrington. Oh, Kid Harrington gets to bang Amelia Clark. Like, that's the only reason I saw that that was in it. I didn't see, like, oh, they're definitely in love after, like, the three weeks that they've spent hating each other and then the three days that they were like, I love you. I would have just not had that plot line, I think. It, it makes more sense that they don't hook up because... I don't. We don't know how much time is spent with them. We don't know. Most of the time, they just stand together, looking depressed. It just doesn't. It didn't add up for me. 
next tell John he's Aegon at the end of the season to have Bran show John, and so he knows it's the truth. So, with Bran's powers, I'm assuming he can show people shit. So maybe he can show John. Like he could take him to the Tower of Joy and be like, "This is what really happened. You're my cousin, and you're a Targaryen." I still don't. I still wouldn't do anything with that plot because I think John being a Targaryen is kind of like not. It doesn't change anything. Like in the show, it didn't change anything. In my version, it doesn't change change anything. But I would just have that now, then later, because with the way that season eight wraps up, it doesn't. It doesn't matter with my show. It's just like, just so you know, you're actually a Targaryen. There you go. Uh, next thing. Well, this is this ties in uh, to season six, actually. I would have had the uh, Blackfish escape with Brienne, but I have it under seven for some reason. So when Jamie goes and tries to take uh, River Run, the castle, um... He talks with the Blackfish, and he says, no, I'm not surrendering, and then Edmure surrenders. So, I would have had the Blackfish escape, because it's a waste, I think, to again, to kill a legendary knight, and it would have been more interesting to keep him alive. And you'll see why, and very shortly. Season 8 is the start of, like, a lot of things get changed. Like, basically the entire season gets changed here. And this is just what I expected from the season. Not so much, like, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people. So, these are things that I wanted to happen that, I guess, didn't happen. So, episode one and two make one entire episode because splitting them up at this point is just a waste of time. We could have had them in one episode begin the battle in episode two and that's fine. Um, when Melisandre brings an like comes back, she brings an entire army because she says, "I'm going to Volantis to look for people to fight with us." I guess nobody wanted to come, so that's a waste of of a thing. So she brings an army. It doesn't matter how many there are; just bring some kind of army of the light to battle the Night King. Would have paid off slightly because then we could have fire magic and shit, and it would have been cool. Um. In my version, they lose the Battle of Winterfell. And Tormund, Royce, Ed, uh, Glover's there. Jorah and all the Ironborn, including Theon, sacrifice their lives to make sure the others get away. I would have that kind of scene in it. I think it would be more impactful. Maybe they take out some White Walkers. Who knows? I think it would be much more impactful than uh, we win because Arya stabs the Night King. <clears throat> it would have been much more of a sadder scene, too. It would be like, these people are getting slaughtered. They know that they're going to die, but we have people, and we get them out of here, and they live to fight another day, basically. I think that would have been so much better than what we got. Barristan's still alive in this, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> also, Gilly and many others die in the tomb. I would have something like that. Gilly doesn't really serve a purpose besides, like, she was pregnant with Sam after this, but we didn't know that, so they could technically just not have that in there. And then Sam goes on to raise the son, basically. <coughs> Next, obviously, because they didn't win, Jamie and Brienne do not hook up. It seemed like a waste of time to me, and in the end, it kind of was. So... Uh, let's see. Moving on, they go down south, 
and gather a ton of support to go to King's Landing because they realize we need to take out the lesser threat, which is Cersei, because the greater threat in the north is coming down for us. So we need to take her out before we take them out. So they go down south. The Battle of the King's Landing comes up. Danny wins but does not pl burn the city. She decides not to and plans to ex execute Cersei. This is where Jaime kills Cersei before she can. So that would settle any Valonqar things, even though there's no Valonqar prophecy in the show. The Valonqar is basically it's High Valyrian for younger brother. So in the prophecy that Cersei goes to Maggie the Frog, she tells her uh, the younger brother is going to kill you. So she thinks all the time that's going to be Tyrion. It could be anybody. Anybody's a younger brother. Euron's a younger brother. Bran's a younger brother. Rickon's a younger brother. John's a younger brother, technically. Anything could have happened with that. But, but nothing did happen with that. <clears throat> uh, but that's only a book thing. That's not a show thing. I would have had the book kill her. Like, he would have killed her before just to make sure she gets a clean death. And it's like quick and painless, or as painless as he can make it, instead of death by fire. In turn, Danny says, you have to fight on the front lines to serve your crime, basically. It's it, just like, you betrayed us. I said we're going to execute her, we're going to do it publicly, but you decided to do it yourself, so you have to take responsibility. You're fighting on the front lines. And with Jamie without a hand, it's basically a death sentence. So, here comes Battle Against the Army of the Dead Part 2. And basically, he's got all the lords and shit. Like, that didn't follow them. They're like, no, we'll take our chances. And they all died, so now they're in the army too. So, uh, in this, I would have all, all the re like the rest of the dragons die. So, if Viserion's dead, that means Rhaegal and Drogon die here. So, the way I would go about that is... Uh, they take a bunch of people to go fight the Night King directly. Because it's possible to fly over them. They have two dragon riders, technically. Because Jon can draw, I guess, ride Drogon, I mean, Rhaegal. Um, they land. They get to the Night King. The Night King kills Rhaegal. And then Drogon tries to take revenge. They can have that big ice thing. Like, they can be immune to fire still. And then... Uh, Danny tries to ride away in Drogon, and then Drogon gets impaled. I think something like that could have been cool. I, I, no, I don't think it could have been cool, but I think all the dragons should have died because all the White Walkers die. And if one magic magical being dies, you got to kill the other magical beings because dragons are magical beings, the opposite of White Walkers. That's what I took from it. That's what I thought. So. All the dragons die. Danny's dra riding Drogon. She could die. Her last good deed is... Uh, I tried... I sent the people to go kill the Night King to destroy the army of the dead. And from here, I think we could have a giant battle between the Night King and the White Walkers versus John, Arya, Jaime, Brienne, Sander, Edmure, Blackfish, Grey Worm, Euron, and Barristan Selmy. So... I think it could have been a really cool battle because Euron's technically alive because he didn't fight Jamie, so it could have been more fun. I think it could they could have had more fun with this than just Arya kills the Night King. They could have had a huge battle between all these legendary soldiers, all these amazing fighters, instead of Arya kills the Night King. 
and and so in this, Euron, Barristan, Jamie, Sander, Blackfish, and Grey Worm die in battle. So, and in the end, I have uh, John, Edmure, and Arya taking out the Night King. All three of them together, because they take out all the other soldiers, and then they take out uh, the Night King. I think that in itself, like showing that the Night King's a badass fighter instead of just a, a walking icicle would have been better than and it takes three of them John who's a really skilled fighter Edmure who's a really skilled fighter Arya who's an assassin you could still give Arya the kill just have all three of them help each other <clears throat> and the next thing we get a scene with like John goes to Danny and is like oh my queen you're dead oh no and then she dies there instead of like she basically gets crushed by Drogon in my in my situation <clears throat> uh, third to last thing Council of Lords and Ladies comes together to make the king I think that's fine there's nothing wrong with that just at the end of it like Bran says yeah the north can make its own kingdom all the other lords and ladies should have been like can we make our own kingdoms like is that possible everybody should have said that at the end of it so I think together they could decide we're all going to rule our kingdoms separately like, Gendry can have the Stormlands or whatever. Davos can have the Stormlands. Brienne can have the fucking Stormlands. I don't know. But <clears throat> I think something like that, where they come together to make a king and they decide we could split all the kingdoms up again because this doesn't work. We know this doesn't work, so let's make our own thing. Let's do our own thing. And so John goes back up north. He doesn't have to go to the Wall anymore because all the White Walkers are dead. Uh... And he didn't kill Danny, so he doesn't need to serve a sentence or anything like that. John goes back to Winterfell, de declines becoming king in the north, and settles at Carhold and becomes a Karstark. That, that's just something I just fucking threw in there. Because the Karstarks are Starks that decided to go live somewhere else, basically. And John, although he's a Targaryen, is still part Stark. He can be legitimized by... Whoever becomes king could be Rickon, because Rickon's technically alive, I think, in my story. I have no idea. And there could have been more to it, I think, instead of just Sansa becomes queen in the north. Like, John could technically marry Sansa, and they go and become lords and ladies somewhere else. Could be something like that. I don't have anything like that written down. I just have John leaves and goes settle at Carhold. He becomes the Karstark line, basically. So, as dumb as that sounds, because that does sound dumb to me, it makes more sense than John goes beyond the wall. I think because he is part Stark, technically. So, Karstarks are part Stark. I think that makes a lot more sense than uh, when John going north of the wall. So... <clears throat> those are all the changes I made I'll quickly go through uh, things that I thought were better changed I guess these are just off the top of my head I don't have anything written down uh, season 1 let's see um, season 1 I think is actually like the only thing that I wanted to change was the Battle of Tyrion no big deal there season 2 uh, I liked how they portrayed Tyrion in this season. They portrayed him... This is what Tyrion would do with power, and he does really well. I think that's fine. They did really well on that. Season 3 and 4 is where I really loved, because 
Oberyn's speech about how they came to see Tyrion is more like when he's in uh, the cell with Tyrion, he says, I'm going to be your champion. That's more of like a threat, I think, in the books because he's like, I came to see you and you were nothing. So I think that was more of a threat in the book. I don't know for sure. I think Tyrion takes as a threat, but I don't remember. I'm currently rereading A Storm of Swords. I'll let you know how that is. <laughs> I probably won't. <clears throat> um, changes. What else? Uh, um, they kill Joffrey um, without Jamie being there. I like that. That's fine. Um... No, that's that's something they change in the show. Never mind. Yeah, ignore that. <clears throat> um, what else? What else? What else? Um, one of the changes in the show, Egret dies with John instead of just killing, being killed off randomly. So John sees Egret in the in the book, but he doesn't have time to go over with her, like to her and get her killed, basically. So she dies, and John just finds her, and he's upset, and it's sad, and everything. But I think having her die in his arms is much more impactful than just finding her dead. And it was much better, and they gave Rose Leslie a perfect send off. I think. Um, let's see. Uh, season five kind of branches off a lot from from the book. The Ariane stuff is in there, and I like it. Um, what did they do differently that I liked? Um, for the rest of it, I can just say, like, I liked that they showed Hard Home because Hard Home's, like, perfect. It was an amazing scene. It's one of the greatest battle scenes in the entire show. And it's one of the greatest, like, tension scenes because after all of it's done, there's no music, there's no sounds. It's just the sounds of the North, basically. And the Night King raises his arms and it looks perfect beautiful when he just raises the dead and it's like we have to fight against this motherfucker that's fucking terrifying all those people are freshly dead and he just raises them all up it's fine I, li I, li I love that shit I think that's the only like show changes that I really liked um, oh going back to the Oberyn thing it's a threat in the show it's much more of like a heart touching moment it's like you were just normal and they hated you for nothing I don't hate you, and I'm going to be your champion. I think that's much more impactful than, uh, like, Oberyn says, like, during the trial, like, he will have a champion because he knows that the mountain's going to be fighting. So he's like, I'm going to fight the mountain, and you all are fucked. And then he dies. Uh, keep Barristan alive. I would have uh, loved that. He's still alive in the books, and he's being used, basically, by... Skahaz, I think his name is. He's one of the people that wants war in Danny's crew. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that's all I really wanted. Uh, that's all I really wanted to see you smiling. Base hunter. Okay, thank you very much for listening to the Uninformed Show, episode thirty, coming up. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be talking about a lot more uh, League of Legends stuff. Maybe I'll talk about some Counter-Strike stuff. I have no idea. If you have any topics, send them in through Twitter, through YouTube. Email me. Call me on my cell phone. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I didn't give you any of you my cell phone number, but nobody's listening to it at this point. So, 
don't know, maybe people are listening to it. I don't know if people listen to me talk for right now 51 minutes straight. Now I'm rambling and I have no idea. So thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day.